It's a big period in the season for Celtic. There are big prizes on the line and big rewards at the end of it, but right now there are big questions being asked about the team and the management. Celtic are reeling from defeat in the first Old Firm game of the season to Rangers, where they were comfortably dismissed by their rivals at Parkhead, and for many fans, it was a understandable given the dreadful number of players who were unavailable, but for others, that type of performance has been in keeping with a lethargic start to the season and it has raised big questions about the players and the management. So, over the next 45 minutes or so on the Record Celtic podcast, we'll take a brief look back at that game, but more importantly, look ahead to what has now become a pivotal period in the campaign. AC Milan are at Parkhead on Thursday for the Europa League tie. It's a glamour game, but is it more important than beating Aberdeen at Pataudry on Sunday? There's a cup semi-final looming against the Dons. Would the fans rather win that than beat Lille? Would they rather beat Motherwell and Lanarkshire than win European ties against Sparta Prague? That'll all be discussed today. We've got record sports Chris Sutton and Michael Gannon joining us. And Boys, there's plenty to get out of the way. How are you, first of all? All good? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for asking, Craig. How are you, Mick? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I've just watched an hour of Mr. Tumble, so I'm ready to go. Yeah. Oh, tickle on. Yeah. Just tickle on. Like an old firm game. <laughs> Chris, we'll cut straight to it. Um, Mr. Tumble might be might, might be raising some laughs in the Gannon household this morning, but I don't think there was a lot of people laughing in, within the Celtic support on Saturday. Listen, lots has been said about it already. You boys have both written columns on it. Um, you're both I think your... Mick. I think Mick's column. I think Mick virtually copied my column, didn't he? Well, imitation's a form of factory, Chris. Mm, yeah, I thought so. Go. I mean, yeah. I mean, just it, it, there was some, there was some, there was some minor tweaks, but I mean, it was virtually <laughs> word for word what what I said, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. For was it the bit from your column on Sunday, Chris, where that Mick had said two weeks ago about the six games being massive after the Old Firm <laughs> game? Was it that bit? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, I, I didn't read that. Yeah, yeah. So now, oh, now that wow. we're on level terms at half time, right, uh, Chris? <laughs> wow, look at you two ganging up. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what did you, 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 you give us another? You've you had another day to sort of chew on it. Um, it wasn't good, was it? No, it wasn't good. Um, and it was. I mean, we, you know, we can we can understand that the play, you know, big players out, the likes of uh, Edward and and the striker situation wasn't perfect. Um, of course, it wasn't wasn't ideal playing a fourth choice striker, uh, albeit he's. It improved a fair bit. I'm not levelling uh, the blame at Patrick Clamala at all. I thought every Celtic player on the pitch performed poorly, and it was more the, the manner of the, the way that they didn't respond after Conor Goldson's uh, opening goal, and uh, and they froze, and that was completely unacceptable. Then you have to put everything into the season. You have to look at performance uh, across all the games this season. And, that, you know, I mean, Celtic fans, some Celtic fans may have got excited about beating Hamilton 5-1 on the opening day. It didn't excite me at all. That's, you know, to be expected. Uh, but they have, they have scraped through games. They've been bitty. The level of performance hasn't been just, it just hasn't been there. I mean, in the in the column I wrote... Um, when I Why, Chris? Game, why? Why? Why do you think why? that is? Yeah, um, why do you think that is? 
I think there's uh, there's been a, a lack of continuity. I think that the team selection hasn't necessarily helped chopping and changing. And I know that, that you know, Neil said there are reasons for that and, and injuries clearly haven't helped. I don't think the system has worked. And the system which worked so well last season um, after Rangers uh, played Celtic off the park at Celtic Park, Lee Griffiths came in and that um, that system, 3-5-2, the, uh, uh, the two strikers up top, were sensational and Celtic had their thunder back, getting balls into the box and uh, uh, not not overthinking about things. This this uh, persistence from Neil to play, um, you know, whether it's Christie off the front or uh, we saw at the weekend El Yanusi in that system, it it isn't working. I mean, was it was there one shot on target? I think of the weekend, maybe no shots on target against Rangers. That is just that was totally unacceptable. The level of intensity was totally unacceptable. And so I think Neil has to carry the can. I have sympathy with him because the likes of James Forrest um, were out, who gives him that balance on the on the right-hand side. It's amazing, isn't it? James Forrest, a player who often gets slammed by, um, by, by some of the Celtic support. You realise how big a miss he actually is when he's not in the team. His, his reputation actually sort of enhanced by the uh, the limp performance at the uh, at the weekend uh, but neil lennon has real thinking to do because if he doesn't turn it round soon uh, and when i when i mean soon in the next few games and and a lot of celtic fans uh, are thinking you know this season is all about the 10 europe doesn't matter well it sort of does matter now i mean it always did matter but it but it really matters more now because neil lennon needs to find performances from somewhere and he needs to find results allied with performances and the next few games are going to be remarkably tricky the the, the Europa group which uh, which Celtic are in uh, I think every team they're playing against at this moment in time AC Milan Lille and, and Sparta Prague they're top of the tables in their in their res, uh, respective countries so they're going to find it difficult but the but but the fact that the performances have been so flat, the fact that uh, that Celtic haven't clicked so far this season is becoming a massive problem for Neil. And he'll know this himself. And he needs players back quickly. He needs players back fit. But, the, but, but there needs to be a drastic change in the level of performance. Otherwise, I do think that, uh, that Peter Lawwell, after these six games, maybe, you know, in the next couple of games, if things are so flat, he'll, he'll be thinking... Well, maybe we need a different voice now because the players clearly aren't responding. And then when you chuck uh, uh, the the sort of dressing room unrest, if you want to call it that, uh, Neil Lennon talking about a leak in the dressing room, uh, the fact that earlier on in the season Neil was talking about players wanting away, you, you know, question marks have to be asked about. Um, about the sort of spirit in the dressing room, and, and naturally questions will come out, and so uh, questions will be asked that uh, that has Neil Lennon lost the players if this is the case. Uh, so these things need to be resolved. It's it's not a happy place at this moment in time. That's clear to that's clear to say. But uh, he needs to turn things around and turn them around quickly. Michael, supporters of any football club will, to some extent, accept losing games. 
especially in the situation that Celtic were faced with last weekend against Rangers, what many of them will not accept quite correctly is an apparent, there's almost, I wouldn't say lack of effort, but Celtic almost looked beaten from the minute, as Chris said, Conor Goldson scored the first goal. And I know that Callum McGregor was very honest to you guys after the game who did the Sunday newspapers when, when he said that, you know, when the first goal went in, there was just, you know, subconsciously there might be that, mm, you know, you look at the players that were missing and think it might be difficult. Is that what would be grating the Celtic supporters more than anything in the fallout from the game, Michael? The fact that, it just the, as Chris says, no shots on target. It was, it was so weak. Is that the biggest bugbear? Yeah, I think, listen, it's pretty abject. But I think, listen, you've also got to take out, out the kind of the kind of bigger picture issue as well. I mean, it's their own firm game they've lost badly. But far better, Celtic teams have lost far worse in these games and recovered and, and it happens now and again. But the problem with Celtic is this has been coming for a while. And I think, we said it in this podcast before, they've, they've been getting away with it for a few weeks, I think. Um, they've got a gentle run of fixtures and they've got a run of results, which camouflages a few of the issues, which Chris was touching on there. Um, the game against Rangers... I think, but even before the game kicked off, as soon as we've seen the team sheets, I think most people said, this is Rangers' day today, even the team sheet. And that's not happening. Why? Why, Mick? Because there were issues with our full-strength team in the previous weeks. So we're losing so many key players. I mean, match winners, Edward, Christie, James Forrest, big game players. So the guys that get the results that have done for years weren't there. Um, and and so also, Mick, and also, Mick, you ch- also, Mick, you chuck into the mix that that these players haven't really turned up this season for Celtic no, I, as well. I agree, I agree, Chris. But also, they've got results, and then when the big big games that come along, they have turned up. And they've done it consistently. They might not be playing the best through the, through the season, certain stages, but in the big games historically, those are the guys that have turned up yeah. and done the business. The problem is guys like Clamalla. Um, we didn't, didn't know much about Laxalt we don't know we didn't have evidence to suggest they could do the same and it turns out that they couldn't do the same um, so I think that the lack of players was an issue I think that's a problem I, I agree with you I think that, I think um, the, the formation I don't, I don't I'm not a big fan of 3-5-2 anyway I think you get away with it against lesser teams it helps you create hang on a minute um, it worked last season yeah but it didn't it didn't play it didn't, it didn't play strangers in that, with, that, with that formation and that spell either it works against the lesser teams and getting bodies forward and getting bodies in the box and all that stuff against teams that you, they are more well drilled and better players. I think it's difficult. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm going to ta- I'm going to pull you up on that. I, I, you know that that's a very flippant thing to say that a three-five-two doesn't work uh, against good teams. It does if it, it does if they play the three-five-two well. And you couldn't you couldn't say you couldn't honestly sit there and say Mick that last season. Uh, when the season finished, Celtic would have gone to Ibrox with that three-five-two, and we were all thinking the same thing. Rangers had a few issue, uh, injury issues. We were all thinking that Celtic are going to demolish Rangers. That was with well, the three-five-two, so it wasn't the, a problem last season. Listen, Chris, last that, last season at that, that time, the week, of, the week of the old firm game last season, Rangers had lost to Hearts and Hamilton. It's basically a week they were in bits. The season had collapsed, so the, the, the teams have turned. This is a different Rangers team. This is a team that, that actually now has a bit of belief about itself. Um, so it's different different circumstances. I just think the three five two. I think you look, you look at the problems Celtic had down the flanks at the weekend. Celtic had eleven touches in the box on Saturday against Rangers. Eleven touches in the box in ninety minutes. Not enough. He talks more sense than you. Well, the problem <laughs> was the problem down the flanks, Chris. 
Uh, I think the problem was all over the pitch, wasn't it? Well, I, don't, I take on board what you're saying about the, 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 Rangers, the system. The Rangers attacking the wide men sat deep and it caused a major problem for the wing-backs. They were overloaded the whole game. Yeah, but, it just caused a, a problem. They got in behind that area several times and got balls in the box, unlike Celtic. I just think it doesn't but work. I think, but that's a different argument, had... Mick. That you know, it's not. It it's clearly hasn't worked this season. But you can't just turn round and, and throw in three five two doesn't work against against the good teams. No, I didn't. I just I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I think I think good teams know how to play against it too easily. That's why I don't think it's used as much these days as it was. Because I think good teams know how to play against it. That's just that's just the way the way I, I can see it. I didn't. It certainly didn't work on Saturday. I think you lose guys like well, Lucy's not cut out for that role he played. You lose his, his, his threat completely with that, that formation. And I think the wing-backs were totally negated as well because Rangers had doubled up on them and it meant they could get him hitting, hitting the bacon behind them. So I just don't think it didn't work. Um, well, it works week in, week out. That's fine. But I just think in that kind of game, I don't think, it, I don't think it's, it's something for me. That's just a personal opinion. Um, mm. uh, but again, but a lot of time it's, it's players rather than formation, isn't it, as well? If guys aren't performing, it doesn't matter how they line up. If, um, if someone's not on their game, it doesn't really matter. If it's 3 5 2, 4 3 3, or it's 4 2 4 4, it doesn't really matter. Um, if you're not playing your best, make, you're going to struggle. Make, I, think, I think that. Uh, I think I do have sympathy for Neil Lennon because people are, you know, quite rightly, and you know, you've made the point about the three-five-two this season that, um, you know, had Celtic played a four, but he had issues because who would he have played if they played the four-two-three-one? Who would he have played off the right? Well, I think this is the problem they've had all season, Chris. I think they don't know how to get the best players in the best positions. I think all season it's been a case of if you play one formation, you lose the best of some players. Illness, for example. Play four two three one, you get the best out of Elanusi, but you don't get. <coughs> excuse me, may not get the wing backs, and they don't get the best out of Frimpong. If you play Forest, you can't get you can't get that wide um, fullback going beyond them and all that stuff. I think that just it's. I can't say before it's like the blanket; it's not quite the right size. You pull it up to get your head warm, your feet get cold. They can't seem to get it right and get that balance. But that's something the manager's got to figure out because it's not there yet. I haven't seen it all season. There's obviously various players this season who have not hit the hit the heights, Chris. Can, I mean, can you put your finger on why? And, and is Neil managing to get the maximum out of the squad at the moment? And if not, why not? Well, clearly not. I mean, they're, they're not even at 50% uh, this season as of yet. There's not one Celtic player who could come out of the game at the weekend with with, with, with any credit. And, you know, I'll, I'll look at the likes of uh, Scott Brown. He seemed uh, extremely quiet for him. Callum McGregor, you know, spoke about uh, the disappointment in the performance, the way that the players didn't respond, that's unacceptable. But these players have been there and done it and they know that they will have to respond. Naturally, people will look, uh, Celtic fans will be looking at the likes of, of the perceived want-away lads. Olivia and Sham would fall into that category. Um, but it's not, you know, it, it's easy to single out certain players. Um you know, there there are questions which I think need answering. Um, what's happened to Christopher Julian? You know, I, I, I think we all expected him to come back in at the weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He seems to, uh, to, to have a, a really niggly injury. Celtic need him back. I don't know the situation with him. Hudson Edwards had, had COVID. They need him back into the team. One, mm-hmm. one player who uh, I have to say, one thing which doesn't sit right with me, and I know he came back, and it's good to see him back, is, is, is Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths uh, has killed Neil Lennon in many respects because 
we've spoken about this before because that period um, when the season shut down for COVID, where Lee Griffiths just simply let himself go and he got uh, out of shape, and then he was left out of the uh, out of the, uh, the 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 mini preseason. A fit Lee Griffiths would give Celtic a much better option. Um, you know, when Odson Edward is out, and the fact that you know he can only play a few minutes of games isn't good enough. So he's a player really who needs to have a good, long, hard look at himself and think, had he actually conditioned himself better? Had he actually looked after himself better? Celtic could be in a far better place. And you have to say that, that, that you know, there are issues in that dressing room. The fact that Neil Lennon's pointing fingers at, uh, at, at leaks and, and it's a big problem uh, for him. So he needs to, to, to start uh, getting a grip of the dressing room and and there to be harmony about the place. It looks at this moment in time like everybody's pointing fingers at each other. There's a, there's a blame culture going on. You know, it's, it's everybody else's fault. This season is still very much retrievable for Celtic. The fact of the matter is, though, they haven't performed well. And in the big games, they have come up well short. Ferenc Varos is a massive problem for Neil Lennon off the back of going out to Cluj in the Champions League qualifiers last year. That's added pressure. He got himself out of, out of trouble in many respects uh, with, with the good performances in the Europa League. That's all forgotten um, after the start of this season out of the Champions League, losing to Rangers and losing badly. And that's the third performance now against Rangers in a, in a row where Rangers have been the dominant team. Celtic fans are looking at that, and it's it's pretty eye-opening for Celtic fans to see that. They're thinking, how are we going to turn it round? And ha- had they performed unbelievably well and things clicked and there'd, there'd have been a, a real fluidity about them in, in other games, you'd say that was, that was just a one-off maybe at the weekend. They didn't turn up on the day and had injury problems. But the problem is far bigger than that, which is why perform- they need it. he needs a performance and he needs a, a big performance. And maybe he'll get one against AC Milan on Thursday. The, f- the truth of the matter is we're all sitting there and, uh, 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 and thinking that AC Milan, the form they're in at the start of this season, they will come and turn Celtic over easily. But Neil Lennon somehow needs to get a tune out of his players. Otherwise, um, you know, Neil... Peter Lawwell, as I've said, may be thinking we need a different voice. I cannot let this carry on. So that is a big statement to make, Chris. That is a big. I I mean, that is that is a big, big statement to say six. You know, if if he doesn't get a tune in these next six games, Peter Lawwell may be thinking about a different voice. Um, That is that's big. Is it based? uh, Is it a big statement? He has only lost. He has only lost three games in twenty nine this in twenty twenty, Chris. Albeit three big games, it was. So Craig's saying is a big statement and, and you're saying that that's impossible, is it? If 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 Celtic lose four out of the next six, they go to Pitodri on Sunday and they don't get a result and play poorly and Aberdeen beat them two or three nil. You're saying that it's, it's impossible that Peter Lawwell will think that Celtic need a different voice if we want to win 10 in a row. It's how long, if this carries on, it's how long Peter Lawwell is prepared to leave it. It's as simple as that. So, so you know, I played with Neil. I love, I love Neil, but, you know, you can't defend the performances this season, which is why Saturday's game wasn't a one-off. It wasn't a one-off. It was flat the whole season. 
has been flat. Celtic are a hard, and he has to sort it out. He'll know that more than anybody. Yeah, he, I, I, he has to suck it up. Celtic have to suck it up. I think you can say, listen, if they lose four to six games, you're going to be under, I mean, extreme pressure. But I don't think you can say, that, that's, that's the case with any Celtic manager at any point in time, if you yeah. get a record run like that. But I think you've got to look at the past and you think, well... Yeah, okay, so, what, so why are you arguing against that, Mick? Because I think but that's, that's just common sense. If, if any Celtic manager loses four out of six, he's going to be under severe heat. Well, I, well um, I've said that, and that, well, I've just said that, and you're arguing against that. No, what I'm saying is that, that at this point in time, I, I don't think you can assume he's going to lose four out of six. I think he, he's, he's lost three games in, in ten months, albeit without eight months of football, or something or five months of football. But his record, all right, it's, it's, the problem is it's three, three big games. Um, I mean, it's, it's Copenhagen, it's Ferenc Barros, and it's Rangers. The three games he's lost out of the 29. Um, he needs, a, I think you said it yourself, he needs a big performance, a big game result. He really needs one. And that, that, could, that could be Thursday night because he's not had a big result this year. That's the problem. I mean, but here's an interesting. <coughs> can I just oh, break I, in I, there? Can I, can, I, can, I, break, can I break in there for a second? Sure, it's quite interesting, the dynamic of this whole thing, from what both of you guys are saying. Because at one point earlier in the podcast, I think you, you correctly pointed out that a lot of the Celtic fans are looking towards the 10 in a row Europe is almost a, a side issue here um, but now with the importance of the six games that you're talking about and the manager needing to get results is it more important that he for example gets minutes into Albi and Ajeti on Thursday night or David Turnbull or with a view to the domestic situation coming up or can he not do that now because of the apparent seriousness of the situation, he needs to try and get a big result. So, are you almost damaging one to help the other? Or, you know, what do you think? I'm just interested in the dynamic. I'm not disagreeing with any of it. I just want, want to know what you guys think about that. Because a lot of fans will think Aberdeen's bigger than AC Milan. But but maybe Neil can't afford to think like that. What do you guys think? It, well, I think that he, uh, he, can't, he can't look ahead to Sunday. Uh, Aberdeen, he needs to get a team on the pitch. And I said earlier on the season... He needs continuity. He needs to get his best players out there and not worry about the implications of whether somebody gets injured and uh, and get a real rhythm going in the team because they, uh, they haven't had a rhythm all season and that is the problem. So if it continues to go backwards uh, performance-wise, and performances are really, really important for Neil uh, now because... Supporters will be watching closely and thinking, you know, are we continuing to go backwards? And if that's the case, you know, we, we will need a different voice. Um, and, and results, of course, are important to, um, you know, to to make sure that they're pushing in the Europa League. Ronnie Dyler ended up getting the, uh, getting the sack off the back of his woeful performances in European football. Twice he didn't qualify for the Champions League. Then they had the, the horrible moment in, uh, in Norway. You're thinking that's the end. I'm not saying Neil Lennon is, is, is at that stage yet. But another quick three defeats, which absolutely isn't impossible with the way Celtic are performing at this moment in time. And there could be implications. That, that's, that's all I'm saying. Neil's aware of that. And I know there's, there's this argument and and I totally agree with this argument. They've Celtic win the game in hand. They're a point behind Rangers, but there is a bigger picture here as well. And we can't, you can't paper over the cracks about how poorly Celtic have performed this season. So it's it's not just the defeat against Rangers. It's not just the defeat against Ferencváros. It's it's the 
It's the lamentable performances against St Johnston where they won late on papering over the cracks at Dundee United earlier this season at St Mirren against Livingston. There are there are so many questions which which need answering, and Neil Neil will understand the pressure. But eventually, there will you know there will come a point where Peter Law will have to sit down and scrutinise things and 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 think well, you know where where are we going under Neil Lennon now? And and you know we're getting to that point, which is hence why these big games coming up are going to be the test. Last season against Lazio, you know you think of the performance levels, absolutely top draw. They need to hit those levels against AC Milan in, in, on Thursday night or Aberdeen on Sunday. And if that's the case, then there'll be the sort of the the belief that Neil Lennon is back on track. But we haven't seen anything this season to to believe that Celtic are in a good place. And I don't think anybody can argue with that. Michael, agreed? I, I agree that I think, I think Thursday night is, is an important game. I don't... I don't... I must admit, it's a bugbear of mine, this kind of um, dismissal of Europe this year, I think it's quite actually a bit depressing. Europe is the stage where you, you want a club to shine and really make a mark. I mean, that's the, that's the, that is the, the big stage. AC Milan on in, in a, in a Thursday night, that's, that's what you want to be playing. And listen, the players that are in, in this squad, if there is guys who, we keep getting told there's guys that want away, they need to do it against AC Milan in these kind of games because they're not going to do, get their big moves in the back of beating Ross County. So they have to. They actually have to perform if that's if that's the long term goal. Um, I think it's important. I think, like I said, I think it's important in terms of momentum uh, and just finding some big game form. Um, what we what we need to wait and find out is that Celtic have done this in the past. They go through long spells of racking up wins, like they have done in the last kind of two months with eight wins in a row, and it's um, almost kind of in second gear and maybe scraping results here and there. Not that impressive, but then when it's required in certain big games, they put the foot down. I've seen it after Christmas last year, they put the foot down. I've not seen it yet. This is the time they really, they really need to, because if not, they're going to be really toiling. And then, like I said, the league, the league's still wide open. It's early days. It's October. A lot of twists and turns to come. We don't know what the challenge is going to be over the, over the course as well. Um, but in, ter- in purely Celtic terms, they need to really find a gear. They need to find it somewhere. Whether it's per- players personally, whether it's the manager finding the formation that works, they need to find a gear. And if they don't, they're going to be really toiling. And I, I take, take Chris's point because it is true. If Celtic go through the next five or six weeks, take a couple of dull wins in Europe and drop points in the league, it is going to be intense the pressure because this year is, is unlike most years anyway because it's this 10 in a row thing. So it will become almost unbearable, the kind of tension. So it's, it's so crucial. But I think Milan is a starting point for them. I think they need to put a performance on. Europe, Europe becomes more important because of this. Had, had Celtic wiped the floor with Rangers at the weekend, then that would have solved a lot of problems for Neil. The fact that they 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 lost and lost badly to Rangers and the performance was so weak, then Europe becomes a big issue for Neil. It wouldn't have been an issue had they beaten Rangers because he you know he he could have turned around and said, well we're you know we're concentrating on on the ten in a row. Now everything's changed. Now now people are looking at that performance and thinking, well, do you know what? You know we could we we. We need to see Celtic perform against some good teams this season. Milan are a good team. We need to see a level of performance up. So the pressure's on in Europe. Make no mistake about that. You know, after after the performance at the weekend, it, it's really on. The heat is on. And, and somehow he needs to, you know, I mean, they're depleted. The squad is depleted, but he needs to put a team out, uh, which is going to, give Milan a real run for the money, whether whether they're capable or not of that. Who, who knows? 
Michael, it's not inconceivable that Celtic could play well against AC Milan at Celtic Park and they could play well against Lille in France and lose both games. But any slips in the two games against Aberdeen in the two upcoming Sundays would be big news for different reasons. Obviously, the league and last year's attempt to win the treble, which is now brought forward this year. Um, again, it comes back to that question of can they really... I mean, they, they, they can't afford any slips against Aberdeen or Motherwell. They can't really afford to lose any, any more ground because there seems to be a suspicion or there's been a lot of chat from... Celtic supporters to suggest they're almost expecting Rangers to stumble the same way as they did last season. But were there signs post match at Celtic Park on Saturday with the way Rangers spoke and the way they behaved that maybe they have learned their lessons and they won't stumble and Celtic will have to stay on their tails? Is that fair? Well, we don't we don't know. I mean, that's the thing with Rangers, we just don't know. We heard this, we said, listen, we sat last, last October, November. And then December, saying this is a different Rangers team, this is a team that can go now, and then they fell apart for Christmas. So we just don't know. We'll only find out when they really is turned on the turned on the jets after the Christmas period and see where they are and see how they cope then. That's, that's a whole new box. It's all right, we're in October. It's um, it's April, March, April, May. That's what really matters. So we don't know, mm-hmm. but I think certainly have to assume that they will because listen, the Rangers they look as though they've got a good squad. I think the, the indicator through the years has been how many how many Rangers players get into the. Celtic, Celtic team I think now you're probably looking at a far more percentage I mean three years ago you had none for getting the Celtic team now I think there's an argument almost right through the team so the challenge don't, is don't then Mick that's, that's a hell of a statement oh you set yourself up there Mick oh I oh. can see something coming back oh. there that was this is oh. 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 I've been dragged into deep waters here oh you <laughs> certainly have this is up there with your pointing fingers at UEFA for the Matt draw fix <laughs> 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 Well, I, I, in current form, you're talking about, you know, in goalkeeper, right back, um, we get the Celtic team, um, centre halves, Goldson, I, mean, I think Goldson may get in the Celtic team just now, would they? I'm selling centre halves, aren't doing playing particularly well. Um, so there's one, there's three right away. With Barisic getting ahead of um, Greg Taylor and uh, Laxalt, no one, moment, probably yes. Midfield, I think Celtic midfield's still stronger, so I wouldn't take that. Brian Kent, would he get in the team right now? <laughs> probably. So that's five right away. So all of a sudden it's a balance, but it used to be two or three years ago you'd be lucky to get one or two in. So, would you disagree, Chris? Um, at this moment in time, I think you'd uh, you'd have to say that Rangers are in a far better place. I think that... You know, That's a dodge of the question! <laughs> yeah, but the fact, that, the fact of the matter is, is you know, if you, if you look at the last couple of seasons, then, you know, who would you take out of the Rangers team in the Celtic team? This season, Rangers have started well. The biggest question is, is, is can Celtic and Neil Lennon turn around the level of performance? Across at Ibrox this season, Rangers have played very well. They have an identity and a way of playing. Celtic haven't hit the straps. So th- there's, there's still an awful long way to go. And everybody gets caught up in, you know, in the emotion after, after a Celtic Rangers game. But there's no doubt, you, you know, as I've said many times uh, today, you know, you have to look at the big, bigger picture. The, the bottom line with Rangers is over the last couple of seasons, they haven't been over the course and distance. But that's not a reason to totally dismiss them this season, especially when Celtic's own form has been that bad. And that is the biggest problem. Celtic have to concentrate on themselves and their own level of performance rather than what's happening 
across the city. Now, if Celtic, you, you spoke about the European games, Craig. If Celtic do perform well against Milan and end up losing the game unluckily, that's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree. That, that's a different thing. If, if, if they go away to Lille and the same thing happens, that's a different thing because there will be... So it's not, quite as black and white as what, it's not quite as black and white as what you said then, Chris. Um, Where Celtic to lose, say, no, three games out of the next six? It, well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where it is black and white, is if the level of performance doesn't improve and improve dramatically and Celtic lose four out of the next six, six games, go up to Petaldry and don't get any rhythm to the play and Aberdeen turn them over, they could, they could you know, Milan are you know, on fire this season. They could quite easily rack up a score against Celtic if Celtic perform as, as, as poorly as they did at the weekend. Um, but if performance in many respects is more important than the results at this moment in time for Neil Lennon. And I think that that's what, where the scrutiny will, will really be on him and and these games because you know, so basically everybody... basically need six performances because you would assume barring some desperate bad luck bad refereeing decisions something bizarre happening if Celtic perform to use that word in two games against Aberdeen and a game against Motherwell they will win given the strength of the squad if they mm-hmm. perform they will win those games so six performances and you could almost put up with a couple of de- defeats in the Europa League as long as they perform at six performances he needs. Yeah? Fair? Um, yeah, I think I think performances are absolutely crucial. A way of playing, an identity, and, and, and his players to turn up and show that they're back on side. I mean, well, the, the, the players, and we're talking about Neil and maybe he's got things wrong this season. The players have to take a hell of a lot of responsibility. You know, they're the ones who are going to throw Neil under the bus. So we'll see how much they want to play for him. You know, I spoke yeah. about Lee. I spoke about Lee Griffiths earlier. Lee Griffiths has, has, has been a disgrace the way he's conducted himself. I mean, that's that's you know, I, I I really rate Lee highly. I think he's a brilliant goal scorer. But a fit Lee Griffiths had he just looked after himself and Celtic. You know, the issues have had uh, up top this season. Maybe it wouldn't have been an issue. It has been an issue all season. A Yeti can't get himself. Fit. So, you know, you can look at the whole recruitment thing. Why did it take so long to get him in? You know, why wasn't he fit enough? There are so many there are so many uh, different strands to this and different aspects to what has happened. And it, it's a horrible, horrible mix at the start of the season, at the start of this season for Celtic. And you can you can pick out so many different parts and they're all really unhelpful. But there is, you know, when you actually strip everything back, you can say, could Celtic, should Celtic have done things differently? So from recruitment-wise to players actually knuckling down and looking after themselves uh, and, and doing the right thing to, to team selection, uh, you know, you throw all these things together and it's been, you know, they've, they've papered over the cracks this season so far. Is it retrievable? Absolutely, it is retrievable. But they can't get past the point where performance levels are that bad, where... where you know, you're thinking, well, things need to change because what the one thing Celtic can't do is let Cel- uh, let Rangers rack up a lead, seven to ten points. Because while they've been bottlers the last couple of seasons, maybe this season things have changed. I heard the, 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 the Stephen Gerrard talk after the game. I heard, heard James Tavernier talk after the game. They're not shouting them out this season. 
You know, they're being quite cagey. There was quite an interesting comment from Stephen Gerrard, uh, Chris, that I wanted to ask you about because I remember you speaking about it in the past, I believe, after your debut in the Celtic against Rangers game and, and Celtic won 6-2 and uh, Martin O'Neill refused to be jubilant and said Rangers are still the benchmark, they're the team yeah. to catch. I noticed Stephen Gerrard said that on last weekend which yeah, was a sea change from last year when he was talking about putting markers down and making statements and then Rangers fell apart. He didn't do that this year. He used, he used an old phrase of Martin O'Neill's. You must have noticed that. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's a smart way to go. Take off yourselves. You know, the pressure's all on Celtic at this moment in time. Martin was a, was a master of, um, of psychology. And, you know, the 6-2 game was the game really which transformed Celtic and, and kick-started them to where... where they are now, uh, but that's that's a smart thing to do. Don't shout your mouths off. And James Tavernier's done it for years. Suddenly, Glasgow's blue, this, that, and the other. Maybe he's learning. You know, take the pressure off yourselves. Don't don't say anything daft where you're going to get egg on your face. You know, the the wild celebrations after uh, after Rangers played Celtic off the park uh, last season at Celtic Park. You're entitled to do that, but it's only a small part of it, isn't it? You you have to win the war, Rangers haven't won the war over the last couple of seasons so it's head down now Steven Gerrard's a smart guy he's a, he was a he was a brilliant footballer he's, he'll be a bad loser it would have been really sore for him the last couple of seasons he's, he, he, he's come north of the border to win things and the fact of the matter is is that Rangers have, have, have been well and truly put in the place the last couple of seasons he Stephen Gerrard's still in charge, but there will be that fire in his belly, and he's a, he's a smart guy, and you know he 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 won't want to lie down. He he'll be desperate to win something, and they are looking organised. They are looking strong. They have a bit of depth. I still think they've got issues over uh, uh, over Morelos, who you know may have been fortunate to stay on the pitch, but that wasn't the story of the weekend. You know he needs to sort himself out, Morelos, and he must be a worry for Stephen Gerrard. But they do look exceptionally strong this season. You can't get away from the fact they look slick. Ryan Kent looks like he's gone up a gear. And if I was a Celtic player in the Celtic dressing room, I certainly wouldn't be dismissing this Rangers team uh, as maybe they could have done in previous seasons. Rangers have some good players. You have to respect that. We respected it back in the day, I know after the 6-2 game, but you know Rangers had had the De Boers, Claudio Reyna, Michael Moles, Arthur Newman. It's Barry Ferguson. They had some outstanding footballers. I'm not saying we particularly liked them. I mean, they were okay, but uh, we certainly respected them as as football players. Um, and Celtic have got it all on. Michael, can I just run this round? Sorry, Chris. Sorry, I thought you'd done now. Michael, can I just uh, run something past you just to, to to get a sort of overview? You've seen plenty of the games this season um, since they signed. You, you spoke about maybe the, the Rangers players who would get in the Celtic team, and you, and you said you know you spoke you said goalkeeper and maybe the centre halves. Can I ask you about Vasilis Barkas and Shane Duffy? Because both both of them in different ways took about a after the the Rangers defeat. Um, a few of the Celtic fans weren't happy with, with Duffy at the first. Don't see him as comfortable when he's trying to get the game started too slow. And, you know, fingers have been pointed at Barkas. Big saves needed to be made against Ferns Faros. Rangers didn't do it. How would you evaluate two guys in two key positions? So I, think there's, I think there's, there's, I think uh, the jury's well and truly still out on the two of them. I think Duffy, you have to 
give him a little allowance to the fact he's not played much before he came to Celtic. I think he played two games in nine months, and it looked it looked it looked rusty. But he's played a few games now, and he has looked a little bit. I don't I don't think he's that comfortable. I get back to the formation. I don't think he looks comfortable in that three. Um, I don't think the role kind of stats all suits him. I think he was at fault for the first goal at the weekend. I think it was it was kind of naive defending, um, playing playing goals on side for that for a set piece that deep. I think that was that was pretty amateurish really. The goalkeeper, is a jury still out in the goalkeeper because we haven't really seen him doing much really as yet. I've not seen him make a, a game changing save, and that may be because he's not had a lot to do in a lot of games. But in the big games, we saw it against Ferns Varos and a, and a couple of other games as well. You're looking for him to step up and do something out of the ordinary to, 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 to make a contribution. He's not done that yet. I don't actually think he was at fault for that goal on Saturday. I know that people will point the finger at him. I think it looked worse because he made an effort to go for it. I think if he stayed still, nobody would have pointed the finger at him because I think it flashed in front of him. He's not going to stay still, is he, and just let it in? No, I know, but there's plenty of keepers that wouldn't even react to that. I think because he reacted, it looked really got close to it. I think it made it look worse. If you can't, you can't say that because it's gone in the corner. I'm not going to dive because I, I might not but, save it. Well, he well, did that for the second one. He, he died, but he died after <laughs> the ball was back in the net. It was, it was, it didn't make any impact. I, I just think, I think, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have blamed him. That's what I'm saying. But I still, I'm waiting, waiting to see him make a, a, a game changing contribution. We haven't it, seen it yet. Is problem is is Fraser Forster isn't it and he's a downgrade on Fraser Forster I think most yeah. Celtic fans would, would think um, just want to see him make a save and again that's what I mean make a contribution make, make yeah. a game changing he, he contribution hasn't, he hasn't really made one uh, not, I'm not really having the criticism of Shane Duffy I have to say at this moment in time I think it's, you know I think that it's uh, it, 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 naturally everybody's looked at the Celtic team and looking to put the boot into certain players I think Shane Duffy will be fine I take the point he's you know he wouldn't describe him as a ball playing centre half no. he's not not as bad as everybody uh, is, is making out I think that's been quite knee jerk with the goalkeeper at this moment in time he's he slightly worries me you know I, I, I don't think that he has a, a great presence uh, and this was always I think it's always going to be the issue after Fraser Forster's season last season, and now Big Fraser sat on the bench at Southampton every week. I mean, you you couldn't really make that up, could you? Well, that's for him to ponder. Uh, guys, thank you very much. Anything else that you want to get off your chest before we move on? As you as you guys know, it's going to be a massive, uh, massive few days. AC Milan, Aberdeen. You both touched on it, so. Yeah, Just... Mick. Sort sort your kid out. I mean, you know, tell him when we're doing the pod. <laughs> Just to tone it down a bit. I'm trying to get some zonal marking here, but it's not happening. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not on, Michael, to be fair. It's just like being back in the office. Well, the, the, the best bit was when his kid said, you're talking shite, Dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it, that's the thing. <laughs> Lads, thank you very much for your contribution this week. Much appreciated. All the best. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Sorry, guys. Bit chaotic. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Good luck.